When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were 5,000 men. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. All right. Well, good morning again. Um, As was stated earlier, my name is Cody Quinn. I am the director of students here. And uh, thank you, Paul, for the the privilege of preaching um, today. And you just heard in in the reading of Scripture this very familiar story that even if you haven't been to church in a while, you've probably heard this story mentioned somewhere, some way in life. And so I want to challenge you this morning before we dive in to discover something new, to listen, to, to have open minds, have open ears, to hear what Jesus is saying today through this very familiar story. And before I pray, here is the big idea for today. The big idea is Jesus knows us and has the power to provide exactly what we need. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you this morning for all that you've done for us. We pray that you come, that you meet us here, and that your Holy Spirit would change us and to make us uh, better people and better servants for you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's read scripture and let's see where we, this story starts. So we begin in Mark. It says, The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. Now, to understand the setting of the story, I think we need to talk about Kelsey and how this past Friday night she was hangry. Now, we've been on vacation. We celebrate our one-year anniversary next Sunday. And so we are, thank you. And uh, so we went away this past week, and we got home, and obviously we had no food, no groceries. So Friday, we had to go to Publix to get us some food. And Kelsey had on her mind and had on her belly taco pizza. And so she makes a really good taco pizza, 
But we go to Publix, and again, we go there hungry, which is never good to go grocery shopping hungry. Um, we get there, and they don't have exactly what she wants for a pizza. They don't have the right type of dough that she's looking for, and so we have to, to settle for this Publix dough. And we get home, and my job is to brown the hamburger, and then she's going to cut up everything else that's going to go on top while the dough settles, while it sits there for a while, because dough has to sit there, obviously. Apparently, we learned. And, <laughs> and it's just taking too long. And Kelsey, I'm browning the hamburger, and I look, and Kelsey's got the pan out, and she's putting the oil on it like she's getting ready for the dough, when she should be cutting everything else up. And then, because at the grocery store, she crossed over from hungry to hangry. And so she's working this dough, and it's not doing anything. Because it hasn't said, and so I'm like, hey, Kelsey, you know, I'm not one year sage wisdom here. Uh, I think it's supposed to sit for an hour or so and like actually in the bag, sit in the bag is what it says. And she calls me a rule follower. She's like, you rule follower, you don't have to do this. We can do it now. I mean, we drove from the grocery store home, which is three minutes. It's been sitting fine. And so she's sitting there working. I'm like, hey, Kelsey, I really, I think that this needs to sit a little at, at least a little longer. And she throws it down. She's like, fine, you do it. So she goes, and, and I got to, this is the time to pour the grease out of the hamburger, come back. Well, by the time that, and I'm about to go to the dough, she is already back on it, working it, because she's hangry, and she can't, she's got to eat. And then that's kind of what hap- where we're at in this story. And we go on, there's more to the story, but it's, the, we end up eating taco salad, essentially. <laughs> Because we had to get it done. But that's the setting here in this story. The disciples have been teaching. They have been doing, doing ministry. And they come back to Jesus. And they're hungry. I mean, the Bible points it out. They're hungry. And Jesus is like, hey, okay, I see you. We need to get out of here. We need to go rest and relax. And when they get to the other side, what are they greeted with? They're greeted with 5,000 men plus women and children there ready. Hey, Jesus, what do you have for us? Disciples, what do you have for us? And we see if it was Kelsey in this moment, it would have been, get out of my way, I'm going to get taco pizza. Hey, if it was me, it would have been, get out of my way, because when we're hungry, we don't make the best decisions. We are, our tempers are short. We are easily irritable. But we see Jesus here, and we meet Jesus and disciples in the story, and it says that he meets them with compassion. He's not this hangry dude. He meets them, he gets off the boat in this state and meets them with compassion. And our first point this morning is that Jesus gives us what we need. What's so cool about Jesus is that he puts his self aside, he puts his needs aside and meets the crowd where they are. And it says, particularly or specifically in this passage, that he shows them compassion by teaching them. He noticed that they were like sheep without a shepherd, and they needed to be taught. And in this case, we see that Jesus meets them with compassion in their need and teaches them. All through Scripture, we see um, that Jesus provides and shows compassion in other ways. Maybe it's um, physical healing, or maybe it's providing for your physical needs in everyday life, or maybe it's another way, but Jesus meets us with compassion. He puts his needs aside and meets us. And we see that in this story. Jesus gives us what we need. 
So wherever you're at, whatever moment of life, whatever stage of life you're in, know that Jesus is ready to meet you with compassion, to give you what you need. Point number one, Jesus gives us what we need. Point number two, Jesus has given us what others need. Jesus has given us what others need. Let's read, go back to our scripture. It says, And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away, go into the surrounding countryside and villages, and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves, the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And they, ate, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were satisfied. And where I want you to put yourselves in this story is the crowd. Notice the crowd. Notice where the bread and fish come from. In Mark, we don't necessarily hear exactly where the bread and fish comes from. We know the disciples go out and find it. But in the Gospel of John, we see that it's a little boy that brings the bread and the fish. He has what is needed to provide for the crowd. Now, in that moment, it doesn't seem like much. It, does, it seems insignificant. It seems like not much. But it's the boy. It's the person in the crowd. It's not the disciples. It's not even Jesus in this moment that has the tools or what is necessary to provide. But it's when the boy brings it to Jesus and Jesus uses what he has. So you as the crowd, you as the crowd, what do you have? What has God given you? What unique gift, what unique talent has God given you for the sake of others? The question is, what has God given you for the sake of others? God's blessed us all with, with time. He's blessed us with talents. He's blessed us with treasures on this earth. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to hold it to yourself or are you going to use it for the community? Two great examples from within our church. One you've heard us talk about over and over again, and that's Hope Repair. In our Hope Repair ministry, it's a, a group of people, men, women, young, old. They go out one Saturday a month, and they go to these different houses, and they repair them. And we see that it's not just changing the cosmetics of the house, but it's actually changing the lives of the people that live there. And we see this isn't people that know this isn't people that know everything about construction. They don't know all there is about electrical work. They don't know all there is about plumbing. But they say, "Hey, I have some time. I can go work. Let me go do that and help serve because God has given me this. Let me use it for not just myself, but for my community." And then, second example, a couple weeks ago, my Instagram feed was blown up with all these pictures of uh, Mary Patterson got a group of women together inside and outside of this church to walk for 24 hours uh, for Low Country Orphan Relief. 
She has a platform. She has an idea. She sees a way to serve. And these, this group of ladies stepped up and served. They didn't wait for you know, Pastor Paul or the staff of the church to say, hey, this is a good thing. It wasn't even a part of the church. They said, here's what God's given me. Let me serve. Let me do something with what God's given me. So the question is, what is that for you? What has God given you that's for others? Uh, Trevin Wax says this. He's a Lifeway publisher and uh, Gospel Coalition contributor. He says, Jesus doesn't need what we have in the sense that he cannot exist without that something. Rather, he chooses to work alongside his creatures, using them for his glory. As you evaluate your life, ask yourself the question, what item do I have that the Lord has need of? We see in our story that this little boy has just a tiny lunch that could hardly feed one person. And when he offers it up to Jesus, it feeds a multitude. What do you have that Jesus, ha- that Jesus wants to use for others. Point number two is that Jesus has given us what others need. And point number three, Jesus multiplies what we offer. Jesus multiplies what we offer. Look at Mark 6, verse 41. It says, And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. Now, the parents in the room can relate to this. Not too long ago, I was a kid, and I was always going to my mom and dad saying, Hey, Mom, uh, can I get a little money to get this T-shirt? Or can, can I have a little money to get this, this hamburger? This cheese? I want to go hang out with friends. Hey, Dad, do you have a few dollars for this or that? Hey, Mom and Dad, I have this school field trip I really want to go on. My friends are going to the movies. Like, I need some gas money. We realize as kids that our parents are the one that have what we need, that our parents are the ones that have have the resources. But I think as children of God, we forget that that's who Jesus is to us. He's the parent in this situation. He has what we need, and whatever we bring to him, he multiplies. Whatever he gives us, if we bring it back to him, he will multiply it. Point number three is that Jesus multiplies what we offer Because here's the deal, Jesus holds the power. We see in the story that the the little boy brings what he has to Jesus, and Jesus feeds 15,000, 20,000 people, men, women, and children. But the crazy thing is, to me, when I was reading it this time, it stood out that the disciples had to keep coming back to Jesus to get more. It's not like they were just carrying a, a basket around and it just kept overflowing. They had to keep going back to Jesus, and he was handing it to them. Over and over and over. Jesus holds the, po- the power. And Jesus multiplies what we offer. Specifically this morning, we can talk about our time, our talents, and our treasures. Now in this list, I think time is most precious because you realize that once the time is gone, once the day has passed, once, once the moment is over, it's gone. You can't get that time back. And so have you given your time to Jesus? Your talents, your treasures, Jesus can multiply all of these things. He can multiply all of these things. And so the question is, with your time, 
Have you said, Jesus, I've given you Sunday morning. Do it. Do big things. Jesus, I've given you Sunday morning and a night for small group. Do big things. Or can you look at yourself and say, hey, Jesus, here is 24-7. Here's the time when I'm with my friends. Here's the time when I'm with my kids. Here's the time when I'm at work. Do something big. Is that you? Have you given your time to Christ? Or maybe it's your talents. We all can do something, and Jesus has given us something. Have you said, Jesus, here is all of me, my abilities, everything. Multiply it. Use it. Use it for the community. Use it for even myself or treasures. And a lot of times when I think of Jesus multiplying and Jesus using things, my mind just instantly goes to money because I've been in church a while and that's just what it seems like happens. But I put this last one on the list because it's not just about money. It's about time. It's about talents. But it's also about treasures. Have you said in your life, hey, God, here's my 10%. Here's my tithe. Use it at your local storehouse. Do big things. Or have you said, hey, Jesus, here's everything. Where do you want me to spend it? Where can this make a difference for you, for others, for everyone? Because I know if I give you this, if I offer you this, you can multiply and use it for a lot more than I could. And so in closing, the challenge is this. Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Because that's the big issue. We don't have any problem putting our time, our talents, or our treasures into things, but we have to trust it. Will you trust Christ? Will you trust him with all you have, with your time? Will you trust him with your talent? Will you trust him with your treasures? Because here's what we know. As we read scripture, as you live your life depending on God, is that God shows up. That Jesus gives us what we need. That Jesus gives us what others need so that we can impact not just our own family, but our community. And that Jesus is faithful and that Jesus has the power to multiply. So, will you trust that Jesus knows you and has the power to provide exactly what you, this community, and this whole world needs? Will you trust him? Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for an opportunity to dive into your word. It's a familiar story, but God, I pray that an impact was made this morning. God, I pray that in my own life, I can look at you and I can say, here is everything. Here is everything. Here is every minute of every day. Here is all the money I have. Here is all my talents and my abilities. Use them because you can do so much more and such better things with it. And God, I pray that for this church, that we can give you everything. We can offer you our little lunch and say, here, multiply it. Use it how you wish. Jesus, we say in our prayers today that we trust you with all we have. It's in Christ's name, amen.